unique person right so i actually have really big dreams while i'm awake i can dream some of the biggest fucking things you know i got big ideas big dreams but when i go to sleep unfortunately my dreams are fucking simple as fuck i have the least interesting non-exciting dreams you've ever heard of 
and um, which is not a bad thing and maybe it's a good thing it's nice I don't have nightmares or dreams where my life's a lot better than what my life currently is I guess some people might have that uh, but my wife on the other end Provo, Provo girl has really cool dreams right and uh, she recently had a dream uh, where I guess you could say in short it was World War 3 you know Russia and stuff like this tragic events and uh, she wakes up, uh, you know, first of all, I woke up and I'm trying, I just had a dream and I'm trying to remember this stupid fucking dream I had. Okay. It was real boring, but I was like, Oh, what was that about? What was that about? And it was simple. It was, it had to do with, you know, simple things, my life. And it, it felt like almost as boring as my day-to-day kind of dream. You know, my dream felt like I was just kind of going over my day like as a replay. And I was deciding what I liked about my day. It felt super simple. And I'm waking up and, my, and I'm kind of groggy. And my wife's like, oh my God, I just had the craziest dream. And first of all, that's great you just had a crazy fucking dream. I don't mind that you just had a crazy fucking cool dream. I know that's where you are at in whatever astral projection levels you are, okay? But my dream was simple as fuck, okay? And I'm trying to break it down Carl Jung-like and see, look back in my little simple fucking dream and just try to break it down. I was like, oh, man, is there any value here? But slowly, surely my dream... My ability to recall it starts to slip and slip and my wife starts to talk a little bit louder. She starts to talk a little bit more about her cool fucking dream. Well, it's cool to me. To her, it was a little scary, right? And then my two-year-old decides her dream's fucking cool too. And she wants to hear this story as well. Now, nothing... Now, it's not... I'm not bothered I have lame fucking dreams. I got cool dreams during the day. I have cooler dreams than my wife does. You know, we, we dream differently. I can think of really cool things during the day. She thinks of really cool things when she's sleeping, like World War III, Russia. And she told the dream to my three-year-old. And they, my three-year-old, I said two, she's three. Whatever, dude. Three or four times. Now, that's a cool dream. You get to tell a dream to your child. I'm like, oh, what an exciting story. And later, after my wife asked me, like, oh, you know, she tells her story. What did you dream about? Nothing. Can't remember anymore. In fact, wasn't important. It's not important that I don't have cool dreams when I'm asleep. And, you know, I think about that. And I've talked about my dreams before. And I've only had two, three significant dreams in my life. And I shared one previously about, uh, you know, being on the paddleboard. And the other one, I don't know if I have shared. I will share it. Uh, this was a dream. I don't even need to share it because that's the point, right? I have one to two to three cool dreams every fucking decade, okay? And my wife will have dreams, and I I hate saying this, but a couple times a week that are rather exciting. They're like news headlines. She doesn't even read to watch the news. And I don't know what it is. I don't try to look too much in these dreams, but and I'm a little bit jealous. They're cool, right? Just to be honest, I got these boring fucking dreams. And over here, we got Prophet Schmoffet having World War Three Russia dreams. Doesn't even care about that shit. I care about that shit. You think I would be the one having World War Three Russia-Ukrainian dreams? I'm the one who likes talking about it. No. I have a dream recounting my fucking day previously. And I don't, you know, I don't mind it. 
I take what God gives. God gave me these dreams. Dreams I get. I'm not complaining. Some people don't even get dreams during the day or when they're asleep. So, whatever. Not a big fucking deal, dude. And you're like, what other kind of cool dreams does she have? Unfortunately, they're not cool. Usually, they're all like mass. Uh, they're all cool, I think. But mass events. So, my wife had a dream recently of just like a, a natural disaster type event. And I'm like, how cool is this? It's always a movie when this lady goes to sleep. Always a movie. And mine feels like, you know, here's what she did. You know, what the fuck, man? My brain needs to fix this. Spice it up. And I don't know. It's not a big deal. I'm thankful I dream about basic shit. So, uh, but yeah, my oh, I thought it was interesting that, you know, I dream what I dream and other people dream what they dream. Uh, where the fuck do I go from here? That's just kind of what I was thinking about this morning. How basic ass dreams, the, the basic ass dreams I have and whatever, dude. Fuck. Uh, going forward, hey, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, nice, uh, how would you put it, nice segue. Uh, well, going forward, I oh, this is a big news announcement. And if you're listening later, too bad for you. I am going to do a live stream on my Instagram later today of a tie-dye process. So I'm going to make my tie-dye for uh, Fan of the Week and the upcoming fans. And if you want to see how I do this process... Feel free to check out my Instagram. I will post it. No, I probably won't post it, but I will go live and it'll be a neat little thing. I'm going to do a special tie-dye technique with, uh, like I said, ice and I'll be using uh, dry powdered dye. So it'll be interesting and, you know, got to increase that Provo Kid merch. Got to put a couple products up there on the eBay for... Uh, people to buy their loved ones for Christmas. So get excited, everybody. The Provo Kid merch is coming in, and I probably should think about getting a really large bucket because I got a few sweaters. So uh, really excited about it. And what else do we have to say? I will say this. Um, you know, the uh, the climate change news, the climate change activists, that stuff's interesting. People destroying art. And, you know, when the world in in general seems chaotic, it feels weird living in a place where everything is normal. Right? You go outside and Provo, Utah feels like a movie set. Always. It's always a movie set. You know, everything is just functioning like the goddamn Truman Show. And I really mean it. I love this city. And unlike other cities, this is a couple unique things about Provo. Uh... I don't know anywhere else, and I've talked about this, but this is still true because I saw these landscapers. The city has parks and recreation, right? So typically when you think about your parks and rec, I don't know where it is for most people, but you typically think of burly husky men maybe doing some, some job, okay? For the past year, the parks and rec, primarily for Provo, Utah, this is, might seem strange for people has had a rather large female working crew. And near uh, where I live, the domicile, there's been dead trees. I talk about trees recently. But there's a dead tree, and I was I was annoyed by it. It's been dead for two years, and the city hasn't done anything. So these young women, 
it's so nice when you're talking to people, you know, these women are pulling weeds, they're trimming, they're doing all kinds of recreational uh, stuff for the city. And it's just interesting to see this. I'm like, where else in the world do you have two women who work for the city doing labor jobs like this? Maybe it's everywhere. Um, But I say, hey, this fucking tree's been dead for two years, ladies. Can you get it out of my fucking view? And sure enough, they got it out of my view. But now I need, when they come back again, I'm going to say to them, I'm going to bitch again. Because they understand that kind of language. I'm going to bitch again. And I'm going to say, the tree you cut down, this will probably be in a year. The tree you cut down uh, hasn't been replaced. Please plant a new fucking tree. And it's the city's job, by the way, to keep the city up to date. And I get bothered when the city doesn't do things like this. When the city doesn't put a fucking new tree in right where a dead tree was and it bothers me these fucking idiots keep planning and i don't know if they know this like is there a local arborist for provo these fucking idiots plant these trees that keep dying nothing bothers me more because you get i don't know if people know how much a tree costs let's just say a couple hundred bucks so your city pisses away a couple hundred dollars of your taxpayer money on a tree that dies and they re first of all then they gotta pay these fucking ladies to to cut it out, dick pull it out, and then they're gonna plant a new one that's just gonna die in another year. We need to fix this, Provo, Utah. But I do like how we have a very is it inclusive or diverse uh Provo City Parks and Recreation. I just don't think you see female parks and recreation people in a lot of other places in the country. And these women are about it, by the way. They're not like some like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to pull these weeds. They're they're down there, and there's been a lot of work to do. A lot of dead trees, a lot of foliage around this city. So, I'm not saying there's not men either, but as far as what I've seen, and the other thing too is, women are the postal people too. So you know you have a postman in Provo. We got post women, quite a few of it, quite a few of them. And I always I always find that strange. Like you got. In Provo, you got uh, women doing the Parks and Rec. You got women delivering your mail. And, you know, just a lot of women doing these jobs, which is great. You know, good for them. Uh, <laughs> what else is great about Provo? Not much else. Uh, just kidding. Provo fucking rules. Yeah. It, it does seem like a time warp for sure. It does feel like being in uh, a place that is very different from everywhere else in the world. Jesus Christ. Hope everything's okay up there. Um, this podcast. Wow, what a great podcast. Um, what else was I going to talk about? Dude, there's so many so many things I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, I was going to talk about autism. And I forgot the fucking thing I was going to read. I was actually going to read something. Hold on. People, people interrupting my fucking podcast. Uh, not intentionally. And uh, I was going to talk about autism, right? So I found out, I found this uh, this little piece of paper. It was talking about autism. I got a lot of papers about autism. And, uh, <laughs> and I was going to read it out loud just so everybody, just so we have a baseline understanding on this podcast of what autism means. Because I'm like, oh, this is a good definition of autism. And it might help a lot of people understand why they shouldn't give their kids screens. Right, so I mean, it's hard to do the segment now without the paper because the paper really—I was gonna—I was gonna jump off of the paper and say 
this is why people are fucking idiots. And the paper basically says, I mean, I should be able to recall this uh, from my head. But it was, it, was, it was so nice and succinct, right? And the way the paper was written and describing these issues that autistic people face. And so they boiled it down to like, what was it? Like communication and social and what other, what was the one other uh, behavioral characteristics? Those are the three things about autism, right? So communication skills, social skills, and behavioral characteristics. Those are the three hallmarks. So let's just start with the first two. So you have communication skills, right? So fucking boring. I didn't come here to learn about autism. Fuck. It's a big deal to me, dude. And so you have, like I said, communication. So these parents, let me start with a story first. A story I've already told. Don't fucking care. Um, I went to the mall this past weekend and I had a unique experience of having someone in almost the identical position of me sit down right next to me. Imagine like a mirror where someone, so for example, I was at the mall, I was with my three-year-old daughter and I bought her pretzels and I pretzels and a, and a drink. We sat down and we broke pretzel together and we ate it and we looked around and we enjoyed our, each other's company. Now, simultaneously, another young man, similar age to me, comes up with his daughter. They bought pretzels too, right? They got drinks too. And they sit down. And about the same age as my daughter, maybe a year older. And I thought, how wholesome is this? You see two young, perfectly great fathers with their daughters having a wonderful time together. You know what I mean? And then within a few seconds, the difference between me and this man quickly arises. Now, what is this difference? I actually had a moment with my child where we were having time together and it was meaningful. He pulled out his phone, pulled up a YouTube video and put it right in front of her. Now, that shit drives me up a fucking wall, right? I don't care if the little girl asks for it. You're making your child autistic. And I really do believe you can make people, quote unquote, autistic. <laughs> it's a sh hey, it's, it's easy. It's easy. It's easy to make people autistic. Let's be frank, right? And the reason, you know, like, how do you make people autistic? Let me explain. So we were talking about the three traits of autism, communication, social, and behavioral characteristics. So let's just start with, like I said, communication. So now I used to have a rule in my family, and the rule was turn off the fucking TV while we're having dinner. All right? That's the rule. That's the rule in my family because we're enjoying each other's company. Put down the fucking phone while we're having dinner, right? That's the rule in my family. No screens, okay? Old school, okay? And... That's the way it is. But now everybody's got a fucking screen. Okay. But now you think about this young girl's developmental stages and she's, this isn't the first time she's, I don't know if she requested the phone, what the family's habitual patterns are, uh, but communication, right? One thing of autism. Now let's, let's hit on that second note, social, right? So this is a social communication situation where now this girl is completely detached. She's no longer communicating 
right? She could understand communication given to her, but she's not really giving any communication to anybody else. She could understand the screen. She could understand her dad, but, you know, she probably doesn't have that great of verbal communication is my fucking guess. I'm, I'm assuming, like a fucking idiot, she probably has speech delays because she doesn't communicate too often. Most of the shit in her life is communicated to her, right? Fucking people, dude. So... Now the next thing, you have social skills, right? So a lot of these autistic fucking people, me included, say what you will, whatever, uh, no social skills. So this young father is with his daughter and this is a moment where you're supposed to develop social skills with the person, okay? You're supposed to interact when you eat, when you have, when you share a meal with someone, just for your information, if you don't know this, you're supposed to fucking interact with them. Okay, and I, nothing, you want to know who, you want to see a dysfunctional family, ready, go out, go anywhere to any restaurant, and if you see any family with their phones out at the table, they're dysfunctional as fuck, not much to that story, it should be rather simple to see, now think about going out in general, should be considered a treat, or like, hey, this is an opportunity that we usually don't have. And to waste the opportunity on your phone in the company of other people drives me up a fucking wall. And it just says to me, you're slowly devolving into an autistic person. Now, the rates of autism are going through the roof. And it's because people don't understand that the human brain has a developmental process stage, right? So it goes, and people say, brain stops developing here. So, Let's just assume 27 for males, right? 27 years of age. Your brain is developing kind of like slow. It's plastic. It's evolving. It's shaping. It's flexing. It's growing, whatever, whatever. And then at 27, it kind of just says tick, 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 tick. I think I figured it out. Whatever that, whatever that fucking means for you or for anybody else, right? But just understand this. And you'd say it ends at 27, but there's still some developmental stages you have early. The first five, six, seven years. And people are destroying their fucking children by allowing them to be on screens. And the whole thing is too, the whole role of parent has disappeared because parents have disavowed any power they really have, right? So you see parents bend the knee to a, a tantrum. Look at me. I eat tantrums. You want to have a tantrum? I have a tantrum. No skin off my back. I got the patience of a, of a saint. And I don't know how these parents to, in today's age aren't out being, they're not being more patient than their children. They're not outsmarting their children, right? They're actually being run by these children because the parents, at the end of the day, want they want a quick out, right? Like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with this. Here's a screen. Here's this. Here's that. Just leave me alone. Most of these people, they wanted children, but they never wanted to be parents, right? Because to be a parent is actually uh, taxing. It's involved. It's never ending. Right. You could be a parent, a good parent one day and a shitty parent the next. Right. It's just this. Hey, you're it's a game day every single day and you're up to the plate and your kids are there to, you know, judge you because it's your job. You brought them into this world. You need a parent. And some people check out of this job at different stages in their life. Some people check out as soon as their kid starts being annoying. And the kid is annoying, by the way, because these parents made them autistic because they gave them no communication. And they gave him no social skills. So that's my fucking point. And so some of the behavioral characteristics like hand flapping, blah, blah, blah. I don't want, I, I could go into those things as well with autism. But, you know, those are different, right? 
and that's the whole thing with autism in general where like what are what is autism you can condition a person to be or to show really autistic traits just by making sure you you know what i mean they have a screen in front of them the whole time and people don't understand this and now i'm i'm a I would say a zealot when it comes to this for anybody who's a parent and their children is five, six, seven years and younger. If you give your kid a fucking phone to look at and a zombie out, you're a shitty parent in a story. In a story, you're making them autistic as fuck. And that's a problem. Why is it a problem? Because they're going to have problems with social and communication skills later in life. And you know what? You can really control a six-year-old maybe intellectually verbally but when these people become adults and they have no social or communication skills oh you're hey brother you're fucked (laughs) you're absolutely fucked so uh that's why it's so important you got to help these people at a young age and not give them fucking screens but you know most of american parents are fucking retarded anyways and i mean that uh it just drives me up a fucking wall i see it everywhere dude Parents checking out of parenting. And I'm, hey, guilty. I feel overwhelmed too sometimes as someone's a parent to children. But I never try, you know, I never have retorted to like the, the, the people who do Baby Shark. You know, the, this, oh man, the electronic pacifier. Not my thing, dude. Electronic pacifier, not my thing. And I'm actually really against it because I think it is hurting a lot of fucking people. And it's making a lot of people with no social and uh, communicative skills. And it's just devolving our country further and further. And I think this is a problem for even young adults too. If you're an individual, right, and you're 20, it's like the same thing. You know, people, I grew up with this whole bullshit. Be careful with your kids drinking and smoking. It's going to fuck up their brain. Meanwhile, you have parents handing their kids screens and giving their kids phones. Like, these stupid fucking people, like they don't get it. And it's not their fault, right? It's not their fault, but it is. It is their fault, right? These screens are more destructive in the end than I think, honestly, giving your kid a screen at the age of six is just as bad as like giving them a fucking bottle of alcohol, six months old, right? And for extended periods of time for most of life, you're going to disable their brain. You're destroying them. You are absolutely destroying these kids. You're frying their brains with screens. And you cannot change my opinion about that, right? And what my personal experience is most people are always on a fucking screen, okay? And then you have these kids, right? What happens is one thing that broke my heart was (laughs) – that broke my heart? Not really, okay? But I was in a setting where – uh, you know, children, there's a gap where like, oh, I'm a real big kid because I don't play with toys anymore. I play with video games. And I saw that. I'm like, oh, you play with video games because your parents don't want to spend time with you anymore. You know what I mean? It sucks for you, right? Like the point is these parents go to work. Uh, they get home. They don't want to interact with their child. So they say, go uh, play your video games while I, while mommy watches Bachelor. You know, everybody isolates into screens. And schools have picked this up. Schools know all these kids are fucking autistic and need all these screens. And so what do you get? What do you see in public school now? Chromebooks everywhere. Every kid's got all these Chromebook. If these kids aren't on a screen, they're jumping off a wall. And all the games. Oh, look, hey guys, we're doing math. But this time it's a game because you get out your computers and we're gonna play games. The actual 
devolving of quality education in this country is so shocking, right? And the and the need and the necessity for a screen is so disturbing. I hate it. And if I, I would never send my kid to a school where I'm like, how, how do you teach math? And they're like, well, we pull up our Chromebook and the kids have three choices to play their games. Like, oh, get the fuck out of here. No way. No way. Uh, man, the whole system's fucked. And that's a problem. Like, not a big deal. No skin off my back. Just not going to participate in certain parts of it. And uh, there's ways and things you can do, right, to do things correctly, of course. But, uh, man, what a fucked up world we live in, that's for sure, ain't it? But I actually like it. If you live in Provo, Utah, like I said, dude, everything's all good over here, man. And uh, you go to Salt Lake. I, I went to Salt Lake, too, and this uh, Provo's, Provo rips. You go to Salt Lake because I was in Salt Lake being a laugh whore this past weekend, just laughing my ass off. And uh, I, I, was, I got off the exit, and I said, oh, just a matter of time till I see you fucking 10 isn't it sure enough get off the exit there's a tent <laughs> i'm like jesus christ utah you fucking suck dude and um it's so funny right it's it's like uh, you you even in utah you can't escape the reality that this country is devolving right and you just the tent cities right the actual fact that homelessness is a real issue that can't be Ignored and Utah is an interesting place for homeless people because it gets cold, right? So they gotta fi- <laughs> they gotta find out what to do, and um, man, it's an interesting world, dude. But yeah, they got Tent City up in Salt Lake. Saw that this past weekend, and you know whatever, man. What are you gonna do about that shit? Uh, let's send more money to Ukraine. That's for sure. That'll solve all the fucking problems. I have a lot of ideas for homeless people. And everybody knows I've pitched several solutions, right? I know I can solve the homelessness problem. It's not a big deal, right? Homelessness actually is a condition of freedom. <laughs> it's like, oh, let these people be free. And they're like, but they're victims of their choices. We uh, Elitism is so interesting. And I think the term was more popular. When was it? Maybe like 2004 or five. I don't know. Where people, this whole talking for other people, which is what the whole left does. Like, let me talk for these, let me talk for these people of color. Any ally like that. Dude, leftists, oh, gag me, dude. Anybody on the left, they're all these batshit insane people who want to, uh, most of them, right? You ever meet someone, and I love these people or anybody like this, just in general, but you meet these people say, oh, wage slavery. Ah, it's not good to say the last part. What, slavery? What, because then I'd break this stupid veil that slavery somehow ended, right? No, slavery is still existing every day. In this funny little world we live in where people don't want to even... The, the the whole paradigm of slavery needs to be trapped to people of color and the American historical past up until 1865 with the proclamation. And some of these people make this, like, Civil War was, ah, dude, I get lost in this stupid fucking topic. It's like, why did the proclamation, <laughs> why did it take three years? If it was, why did it take them three years? <sighs> Idiots, dude. Everybody's an idiot, me included. Um, Fuck. Uh, but yeah, wage slavery. Still real. People don't want to talk about it. 
happening every day. I've been a wage slave, might be one in the future. I think Americans are born into slavery. Freedom is earned in this country. Gladiator, the movie, is a documentary. Russell Crowe, is that the guy's name? That was a documentary. He really did fight all of those things, right? And that was on an island or whatever. But it is true. I think you really in this country have to earn your freedom. Uh, and it's fucked up, dude. It's a fucked up world we live in. And then it can be taken away. And it was, you know what's fascinating? You know what's fascinating? Dude, just, uh, just, the, just the reality, right? That going forward, I haven't checked headlines in a while, which is something I... People don't know what that means. I only read headlines. I don't read articles. And I like reading headlines sometimes, like on news.google or uh, Yahoo or whatever, you know, these aggregate websites. And I like reading headlines just to see what the propaganda is. And I'm not, I'm not a believer of the propaganda, but it is nice to know what the headlines are. Um, and it's fascinating. You can just interpret so much from headlines. Um, and I saw this. This is something I'd talk on. This is quote-unquote reaction content, but I'm, it's not in front of me. Uh, there was this Stacey Abrams TikTok clip of her going to Target, and oh my God. Jesus Christ. How cringy was this shit? It was so high level, this idea. This woman was making this like, oh, look how normal she is. People are so fucking insane, dude. I don't know what it is. There's this weird hero idol worship. Like if I saw any one of those fucks, like any politician want, coming into my target, like what are you doing here? You don't go to the grocery store, you psycho. These people at the top, going to the grocery store just so everybody knows, that's poor people's shit. So if you go to the grocery store, you're poor. <laughs> I go to the grocery store. By the way, I talk about it often. It's one of the places I go to. But that's why they try to normalize Stacey Abrams. Because the idea is she'd really go to Target. Are you kidding me? She would never be caught dead at Target. These people got so much money. Are you kidding me? People with money don't leave their house. Okay? They don't need to leave their house. They can get whatever they want. Why would they want to go in public and be bothered? So, in general, you know, just... I hate saying... It is poor. You go to the grocery store like me, you're a fucking poor person. And wealthy people, if they do bother to go outside in public, you know where they go to the grocery store? Some, like, I don't know, nice grocery store. The one where you go and everything's a little bit more expensive. It's sometimes like Good Earth or what are they, what are they like these whole food places? And you go there like because it's, you know, some kind of moral, maybe not moral, like uh, you feel better about it. You know, I feel better about going here. Even just the fact that I paid two more dollars just... So I don't have to see those poor people. It makes me feel good. I know the apple costs ten dollars. Doesn't bother me. But yeah, that Stacey Abrams clip. Like fuck these people, dude. Honestly, I don't know how any politician is even relatable to anybody at this fucking point. Any of them. Any of them. How are any of these fucking people relatable to anybody, dude? I just don't get it. Like you, you have these young people in college or anybody. Like oh, I might like vote for them. I'm like what the fuck? None of these fucking people are relatable. It's like watching a show that should have been canceled years ago. And people are like, no, no, no. You're really going to like this, this, uh, fuck, Elizabeth Warren, whatever. This, you're really going to like this Buddhist. No, I'm not. 
These people aren't fucking relatable. This show sucks. This whole season sucks. Politics sucks. All of it sucks. None of it's good. Don't believe it anymore. You know when you used to watch, you know when Jersey Shore, right? Nobody watched this shit, but first season was actual reality. But then everything after that was scripted. And same thing with American politics. I think the first couple years, okay, it was real. I think people really voted. I think people really got the outcomes they wanted and then eventually just kind of just started taking care of itself and nobody really started checking in on this system. And am I going to deny the election results? Yeah, yes, I am. Because they're stupid. Every election, like uh, I deny the, uh, I, I'm going to deny her. I'm going to deny the Hillary Bernie. Uh, what was that called? The run up, Right. I think Bernie Sanders should have beat Hillary Clinton. I think that was a big little uh, election. How about 2001? Let's go all the way back. Al Gore. I'm going to say that shit was rigged. Dude, I'm going to deny all this fucking shit. So stupid. All the characters are dumb. They can't make anyone relatable anymore. AOC is relatable. I'm trying to think. Who's the most relatable? AOC. AOC. Not relatable. Don't like her. Don't lie. Who gives a fuck? Honestly. Who else is cool? Can't think of anybody. Can't think. And I, like I said, I should have read some headlines. Because maybe I'd have a few more names. Right? I'm fucking out of names already. <laughs> I said AOC, and then I was out of names. Who else is relatable? Nobody. Uh, Stacey Abrams. Relatable a little bit, I guess. Uh, just, you know, shocking. It's shocking how shitty the the whole system is because it's so bad when you know no nobody's cool anymore fucking nobody's cool dude <laughs> if you're cool they're gonna kill you <laughs> this person's too hip johnson get him out of here that's exactly what happened too and the whole Zelensky thing too this ukraine thing like ah dude stinks to high heaven you know what i mean Everything fucking smells like shit as far as the propaganda and media goes. And I just, I don't know, man. There was a time, I think people nostalgized the past because it was all believable at one point, right? And everything kind of just went well together. And then all of a sudden, it's like the curtain got exposed, right? And now nobody, I, you know what I mean? The most popular president ever. You really, you anybody really believe that shit? You're fucking retarded. Oh my God. Like, no way. Look at me. I'm telling you what's hip and cool. He was never hip and cool. And he's the most popular president ever. Jesus Christ. With Camilla Harris as this. Oh, dude. It stinks to high heaven. The whole system we live in, dude. All of it. All of it smells like shit. Both sides look like shit, smell like shit. I hate this whole show. So fucking stupid. And then next, like, I don't know who they're going to bring up, but they're going to, like, chum up the waters and bring up some dumb fuck wearing another suit and tie or a woman wearing pantsuit, okay? And they're going to have some nice propaganda that pairs with them, make them, makes them a little more palatable. But at the end of the day, original people who really care about these issues, like, they're all dying. They're all dead. I really think that... Uh, man, there's just no more running and gunning rebel rousers anymore. And I think the reason why is they all got killed, right? The, the government's in a nice precedent. Like, if you actually build a cult-like following, we'll just kill you. 
we're just going to kill you. You know what I mean? That's why Black Lives Matter had no voice, had no head. Who was the leader of the Black Lives Matter movement? Nobody has a name. Nobody thinks of anybody. There is no head to any movement anymore. That's the whole fucking point, right? Because if you do make a wave, hey, you're put there. <laughs> Someone put you there. No, no doubt about it. Nobody is organic anymore. Like people even like Jake Paul, like all these people, not organic. I don't care who they are. Everybody I've seen to me seems, how would you put it? Like a fed. Or what do they say? They're glowing. They're an op. I don't know. I don't believe any of these fucks. At all. Why would you? Uh, 40 minutes in. I didn't do the halfway in. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Provocate Podcast. The introduction was no such animal. Tunnel vision. No ads, no nothing. This is uh, the podcast. Thank you for listening on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen. So I hope it's, uh, you know, good wherever anybody is right now. Jesus Christ. What the fuck do I talk about now? How about this, dude? I remember. I remember, dude. I remember. I remember so many things. (laughs) What was I going to say? Oh, the problem. And this is a conspiracy homebrew I talked about before. But the the problem is with people who remember. So this is talked about in books too. Like obviously I'm uh he's just he's ripping off the giver or some shit like that. People might say sometimes. But I do believe there's a problem with people who have an accurate or even decent memory in this world, right? So when they're able to recall things, do things, it's a challenge to the system, right? And it could just be recalling the way society or culture was like. And uh and this is nineteen eighty four style shit. So what they're doing is like Alzheimer's, all these problems, like with people's memory, they're killing older people. They're trying to isolate the population to a a group of people who only remember what society was like with like these new restrictions put in place. So what are you talking about restrictions? Like the mandates, the bullshit that I've been talking about, because the amnesty thing, you know, whatever, whatever, dude, I'm not forgiving nobody. Those fucks. Oh, man, drove me up a wall. Um, But my point is, right, so there's a real forced effort to make memory a problem for people and to kill off older people. And uh, I just think that there is a social engineering type of memory uh, people call MKUltra, right? And I think it's there's all types of memory things going on, programs going on in our culture. And I do... And we're like, where's the, this kid's crazy? Where's the basis for this? I don't know. I'm making it up, dude. Making it all up, all right? I just think there's a program going on, an operation undercover, right? And the goal is to destroy memory to, in some sense, limit the abil- people's ability or their memory to, let's say, a time frame of like 50, 60 years. And then after that, they go to shit. It's like, we don't need them to remember too much. If these people become really old, like think about a wise 80-year-old who could tell you some really good shit. At, like, you know what I mean? In a way, like it's not Joe Biden. But it does seem to be like, why are these old people all devolving rapidly? And I think, hey orchestrated baby i think there is a big intention to destroy the value of the elderly population and the wisdom that goes with coming into an older age and the ability to recall and you know tell people 
your life experience. That means a lot, okay? It means a lot to be able to do that accurately and to tell people what life is like. So, for example, I remember what life was like before everybody had a fucking phone. And that's a really important memory I have. And I remember those experiences. And you like it or not. And here's the whole thing with movies now. In order for a movie to be made accurate, everybody needs to be on a fucking phone. In every scene, everybody needs to be ignoring each other. You look at movies in the past, everybody is like involved in the scene because nobody has a phone in the past. So obviously there's a, there's a greater quality or nostalgic past because everybody was in the moment. Now everything sucks. You, you create a live shot of what's going on in the world now of a restaurant or like young people. They're all on the phones. They're disengaged. They're detached. Fucking sucks, man. Don't even remember what the fuck I was talking about, but it sucks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Man, whether you know, that's the world we live in, though. Everybody isn't really present anymore. They're all in their own world. And autism rates are going through the roof. People catching these late-term autism, autism cases like left and right like no other. Imagine being 21 and realizing you caused your own autism. You're like, no, I, it really, like... It was me. I, I was on the screen too long and it changed the way my brain developed. Yes, I'm sorry. Oh, that would break your heart. <laughs> like, I don't want to be autistic, but you did it to yourself. The only way to reverse the process is to take away the screen. Holy fuck. People be catching these late, late, uh, late term cases of autism, dude. Bang, bang. All these people finding out I'm autistic. Like, fuck. Yeah, you got no social communication skills. You're fucking an idiot. Anytime anybody goes with you, you're on your phone, dude. You're no, you're never engaged to the uh, people around you. Man, you ever meet uh, like social skills? My point is, I remember what I was talking about: old people, right, and the value they have. And so, you know, I remember what shit was like when people used to really care about being around you because they had nowhere else to go. They couldn't, they couldn't detach or escape into their phone. This is something people used to do, right? So now people have things they can do on their phone constantly. And there, there maybe people still do this, but there was a time where you would ha- be on your phone, right? And, or not be on your phone, but you'd see someone and you'd pretend to answer a call maybe, or you'd pretend to be on your phone doing something but at the time you could only be texting or calling people so you just see people pretending all the time to be texting or calling and to avoid social interaction but now you don't need to pretend you can just get on a a social media app or you can just be playing a game and it's so different like people it's so much easier to not deal with the world around you and then people go online and then they think they're dealing with the world. <laughs> it's so delusional, right? So these people don't interact with the real world when they're with real people. And then they go on the internet and think they're interacting with real people in the real world. And so their behaviors are different. Their thoughts are different. People's personas are different. Everything's different because there's you. And then there's this idea of you online and whatever. It could be whatever it is, but. Fuck, man. 15 minutes left. Welcome to the show. Uh, Man. Old people. There is definitely a concerted effort, I think, to give people Alzheimer's. And think about this, dude. Would would anybody... I, I don't know if I can say this word. It starts with the V, right? And uh, v, it's, it's been really pushed the past two years. Starts with a V. And they got one of these now potentially for Alzheimer's. Now, would you take a V 
I hate I hate double speak. I just wish I could talk normal. Would you take this product they've created to prevent something that might or might not happen in the future? Like what the fuck? What are the risks? Death? No. <laughs> Will you risk death now so you can remember a little bit better in the future? No fucking way. Send me down the boat. I'll forget all the shit, but I'm going to live. You know what I mean? You got to get me another way. And I really do believe people don't don't believe this, but I think there was all kinds of MK Ultra operations to expand the mind and then contract the mind. These psycho fucking paths, right? Have no ends, have no limits. And I think there's ever, uh, what's it called? You know when the government, nah, what, what did, who was it, Benjamin Franklin? He said all the states are little laboratories of democracy. They're also little laboratories for little states and these governments to do their little experiments like we're going to practice locking down people really for a while and in other states is like we're not going to do that so psychological experiments just popping off all over the country at all times you got florida with their you know what i think it was florida or west virginia one of these fucking places where you could get a prescription and go to 10 doctors and get it filled it was a problem or a loophole i think i don't know if they closed or haven't closed and you're like, what the fuck is going on? How? And then now you see with marijuana, with all these different states doing their different rules and experiments. And uh, you're like, oh, this state allows 10 milligrams of THC. This state's going for 100 milligrams. And you can really get your rocks off there. But uh, So you're going to see what happens in the di- different populations. But I definitely believe people, don't, like, people have their views of psychology. Like, What's psychology? Lots of psychologies, right? Lots of psychologies. What is psychology but a word? Uh, But behavioral psychology, the shaping of a country, right? Through propaganda and through these different laboratories, I think is never ending, right? And I think there's lots of people who come up through different avenues and different branches of government and private who get the opportunity to work with each other to experiment on, you know, different populations, So, you know, believe me or not, I don't give a fuck. That's just how I see the world. I see everybody always trying to uh, extract something from someone, especially today where everything's data. Because it's predictability. People are trying to become prophets. That's why data is so valuable. Everybody wants to be a prophet. It's the same curses of the past. People People don't realize this, right? In the past... People wanted to be prophets. Why? Because then so much power came with that. I'll tell you when it's going to be an eclipse or whatever. I'll tell you when the seasons will change. You know, give me, let me reap my rewards for being a prophet. Now people understand the power of being a prophet and all the rewards it goes with it. So that's why I think data collection is so absurd and like sought after because you have these delusional people, right? Who want to be prophets for profit and they're fucking psychopaths. And they want to make a profit off of you. They want to they want to make everybody a customer for life and everything that they do. You're like you're always gonna buy Coke, right? You're never going Pepsi. Like you're just you're Team Coke. I mix it up on the motherfuckers. I go Coke one day. And I don't even drink soda. I don't buy soda. Shit's trash, right? I call that kid, you know, kid beverages. If I'm gonna drink a carbonated beverage that's gonna poison me, I'm gonna make it a beer. If I'm gonna poison myself, I'm gonna make it alcohol. Just my preference. Uh, but what the fuck is even the point of that? <laughs> now, my point, customers for life, right? You're always a Heineken guy, aren't you? 
Provo kid? No, I mix that shit up too. Uh, they they want you to be on teams, and even the teams you pick in the end are still they got those teams covered too. They're, these people are covering their bet after bet after bet, so that you you're always somehow in their pocket. And it's this whole world of consumption too, which is a big problem. There's a big there's a big battle coming between consumers and creators. There's people who create. There's people who consume. And um, the propaganda that's desired in the future is when the these two things are unified. So when you have consumers and creators working together simultaneously. So what is that? What's that played out? That is when people are actively participating. So you look at live streams, people do super chats and they're, they're communicating. And that is the way someone who consumes something actively becomes part of the creation or the creative aspect of it. So that's where most propaganda is going, right? So you see on Netflix too, where like, we got this cool new exciting girls show and you get to be a part of it. Click next or right. And so it's like this participatory thing. They're trying to make the consumer a participant because the, you know, the people become too passive <laughs> or maybe it's more excited. Uh, I think the actual desire is most people want to uh, interact or be a part of these things. Uh, but who knows? You know what I mean? I don't have any fucking clue what I'm talking about. I got eight minutes left. Uh, Jesus Christ. That's not too bad. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Consumers versus creators. Unified. The ultimate content. Uh, and that is the ultimate content, right? When you make the the best content is like a call-in show and people actively feel like their voices and opinions are heard and contributed. Uh, it's good shit. But also, you know, in and opposed to the propaganda in the past where you just turn on the TV and it was Seinfeld and then you turned it on and then it was over. You know, you could tell your parents what you thought about that episode or your brother or sister, but nobody really gave a fuck. <laughs> You go to you go to school the next day. Repeat some of the jokes, right? Like uh, any of them. Like uh, what's crying? Uh, who knows? Lots of lots of Seinfeld jokes. I'm I'm not gonna regurgitate Seinfeld. Um, but yeah, man. I will say this that the last five minutes of an episode, I, I try to think about how do I man maximize it, or like what do I do? What's the what do you close out on? And I usually want to just say. The local music uh, that I play, I'm about to play, and I play in the beginning. I'm really appreciative of all the bands. So you might like my content or not, but if you can go support these bands on Spotify, it does mean a lot to them. They are really good artists. They are really good uh, content creators. So you might look at my stuff and say sucks, but hey, go look at their uh, these guys' music. Uh, they they're, they're doing good, and I'm a big supporter of you know them in general all of them whoever they are so i got a list in my youtube it's called local utah playment uh playlist music so and also same shameless self-plug anything else like that don't do ads don't do anything else but i do want to give a big thank you to all the bands and artists who let me play their music it does mean a lot um also if you're watching live i am going to go live on my instagram and do a tie-dye tutorial for my merchandise that's coming up if you want to watch that later go subscribe to my instagram and i stay notified for when i go live and i'll show you what i do to tie-dye uh it should be rather 
similar to this content, more of me talking. But uh, you'll maybe I'll listen to you guys and I'll let you pick the colors. Most of the time, honestly, when I go live, I get one or two viewers, so not a big deal. It's about the same thing here when I go live on thing. The the one to two viewers is my lane. That's where I feel comfortable. You get one to two people, you know, mm, that's where I am. So maybe I can get those numbers up on Instagram later today to four. <laughs> And I could get four different color suggestions. But you could get lots of color suggestions from less people. Either way, stay posted for that. Um, is there anything else I want to end on? Any thoughts? Anything that... Uh, oh, someone did suggest that after I do this, I should go to YouTube and check my channel to see if anybody's... Like, you should interact. I could get four different... Oops, sorry about that. You all heard this. Oh, people are talking. Okay. Oh, wow. This is an interesting. I know, you know, I go and look and people talking. Holy shit. This is interesting. I don't have time to read all this, but and it's not a lot, but it seems like quite a bit. Thank you guys for all uh if you're watching. Wow. Uh I never uh sorry you're killing it. Uh thanks guys uh for for being part of the show and and chatting. Um that's cool. So yeah, uh I might do that in the future where, like I, someone said, you got to go back and, and read the chat and maybe interact with people before you in the podcast. But it's like, and then it turns into something else, though, because usually it's a hard end. I should play music. And usually people who listen to the podcast don't want to listen to me read comments. So you have a little bit of a conflict content there. Uh, conflict not in the way that I normally say that. Uh but I don't know. So i got to figure out what to do. It doesn't make sense to, because the podcast is a podcast. And to talk to people at the end is a live stream. So, uh, so you know, do Sage Green, uh, you're killing it, Steady 11. Yeah, and first of all, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I think also it was protected by... Oh, that's interesting. A radical coder, thank you for that. Uh, I don't know if you're even here uh, for that uh, information about the art. You've got to trust the authorities and their elections. Nothing is wrong. The Thorpes is right. Uh, it's quite the city here in Provo. You guys are real nice. I mean, it's cool to see people uh, just talking and even finding anything I say interesting. Most of the time, I think I'm just crazy. <laughs> Both my thoughts are insane. Um, well, I will, I guess, end it. And then, yeah, that's the end of the podcast. Nobody really, I mean, yeah, good stuff. Uh, what should I end with? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's the other hard thing. I need more music. I need more local artists. I need to reach out more. Uh, but the, the music I have, I'm grateful for. It's all great stuff. Uh, what should I go with? What should I do? <laughs> Man, I'm just, I'm shocked so many people talk. I'm not used to that. Ah, uh, that's insane to see that, Jim. Uh, don't get it. But uh, I do understand because I like, I like talking in other people's chat. And if you're listening to uh, this on Spotify or iTunes, I'm referring to YouTube. If you want to uh, go, you can check out my YouTube and while I'm live on a podcast, you can interact and talk in the comments. So if you're ever interested, 
go check that out. And uh, there's people who talk there now, I guess. Uh, usually not so much. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, end with this song. It's Tube Sock by Hollow Hill. First, one of the first bands that, uh, what's it called? Let me, uh, yeah, the, the first band, I think, that let me play their music. So, and I want to, this is a story I'll share. I wore tube socks, right, all the way up, and I changed schools in fifth grade. And when I changed schools in fifth grade, short ankle socks became cool. And I had long, wide socks. I had tube socks. And I got made fun of the first couple weeks, the first week I was there, because I didn't have the cool ankle socks. But I eventually got the cool ankle socks. And then, Later on, tube socks came back. I was like, that's just how it goes. You know what I mean? Now you rarely see, I think, no-show socks. Maybe you do. I haven't really kept account of the sock game lately. But this song is called Tube Sock, and uh, it's by Hollow Hill. Fighting the rain, a way of hiding the truth. Just ignite it and let the sight blow you away. 